0: I mean, I, I would think that a vendor who is singing is probably going to be pretty popular. Oh, and yeah. it, At least it's attracting attention because right. I think when you're sitting there for a game, like you might be involved in whatever mm-hmm. you're doing and not even paying attention to the vendor. Right. He, and I, 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 well, I don't know because if, like, if you want a hot dog, like you're looking for the hot dog guy. Right. You know, I don't know, maybe... Maybe people who are on the border are like, yeah, I'll take a hot dog from that guy just because he's a good singer or he's entertaining.
1: Right. And and I don't re- remember the words, but it's not just like, get your Budweiser here, get your Budweiser. It's this this whole song.
0: Yeah. yeah. I wonder if those guys drive themselves crazy because they kind of drive me crazy sometimes. Like... Bud, Bud Light, right? But like, shut up. We know what you're. Nobody here is wondering what you're selling. You don't have to say it every two or three seconds. Mm-hmm. And I, but it's probably like a nervous tick for them, you know. Like right. they don't, they don't even realize how often they're saying it or whatever.
1: Wonder how many ha- ha- have like back problems, like back and knee problems, because those yeah those trays for the beer and the like metal container for the hot dogs right
0: yeah
1: gotta be heavy yeah
0: yeah i would think so The i always think you know it's got to be a relief like not only are you relieved just selling the beer but mm-hmm. just to like get that weight off of you a little bit you know because right. you go out with however many beers are in there and then you're pouring like one or two or three at a time you're probably just happy to sell them just to lighten the load a little bit right when you order order a hot dog from a
1: vendor are you trying to make the transaction minimal in order to like get him out of there because he's in a hurry or do you want your hot dog like to order
0: i usually don't order from vendors because i have to get up and pee 15 times during a okay. game anyway but if i were what would you do i would no, I don't do anything to order really. Like okay. that that guy needs to keep moving and like I don't want to sit there and my other concern is like the vendors the vendors are in the way of somebody when they're giving oh, you yeah, your food, you absolutely. know? So like give me my food, give me my right. beer, whatever and get the hell out of here.
1: The reason why I ask because 2 years ago uh I was at a Cubs game and this lady who ordered a hot dog mm-hmm. and, and she wanted like wanted two hot dogs and wanted relish mm-hmm. then wanted much must, mustard then tried to pay with like a hundred yeah then it was this big ordeal and this dude behind her, it was like, <laughs> yells out, that's one hell of a hot dog transaction there. <laughs> and it like flustered the lady, but it's like, lady, come on. Right. Like, you just, just get your stupid just, food and get let the guy get out, get the out of there. the goddamn hot dog. Come on. Get out of there. And the dude was, I can tell he was hanging in there, the vendor. Right. He's trying. He was He's trying. trying, but you can tell he, he was getting... I pissed off yeah. also because he's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Here? It's 575, let's
0: go. Right. Dude,
1: fucking and, hand me 100.
0: And I do feel bad for those guys, like, because I'm sure they just put up with some serious bullshit, <laughs> right. like, during during the games oh, and, yeah. like, just drunk idiots all the time. And, like, I. The, one of my. I always whenever there's a vendor around, I always watch to see if they end up getting a tip mm-hmm. because if they if they don't get a tip, I like to see their reaction cuz like a lot of people don't tip the vendors, right. you know. So, and I always wonder if the team puts any thought into like pricing mm-hmm. to help with tipping cuz like if you make a beer 9.50, it's very easy to give the guy a ten dollar bill and say keep the change for a tip. Okay, that's one thing. But then if you make the beer ten twenty five, all of a sudden it's only seventy five cents more expensive. But all of a sudden you can't just hand the guy a ten and say keep the change. There is no change. You still owe more money. So maybe you'll throw like maybe you'll give him a dollar seventy five or at least seventy five more cents or something. You know, Do like
1: you think the high prices are to pay. That
0: like it's. I think the high prices are because you have a captive audience and you can charge whatever the hell you want. Okay. Like when I go to a Cubs game and I get a beer, I know I'm going to spend. I'm like paying it for yeah. forty or fifty dollars just on beer just for me, mm-hmm. you know. So you just you, don't you think have to, It's like Vegas. You have to go in with a mindset. You have yeah, to go I in mean, and know that you're in a different <laughs> world and you're just going to pay more. Do you
1: think though when you. If, like if we analyzed it, if if parts of that price heads to goes to the vendor, Pro- else. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, probably like I'm so. We're talking
1: like fifty cents. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. Because that can of beer, whatever. Right. What does it actually cost them? Like I mean, there's eighty a, cents. Yeah. There's a there's a pretty healthy margin right. on that for sure. Right. But Because
1: um, I don't complain really when I had to Wrigley and I'm paying for like a beer, a hot dog, and nachos, and it's like thirty-eight dollars. Right. I just All get right. my wallet out yeah. and pay it because yeah. I know like you said earlier, I mean it is what it is. Right.
0: Yeah. The it gets when I when I take my kids, I took uh the three of them in we were there for the last the last game of the season i think it yeah it was the last game of the season in 2018 and the cubs had to win to tie for the division if they lost they would have lost the division Mm -hmm. and i just remember like being worried all day that like oh crap they're gonna lose and we're gonna see them like lose the division no it was for the wild card because they no, it was for the division cuz they lost the divisional playoff. Did they play playoff.
1: the one game playoff?
0: The next night they played okay. the one game playoff and then they played it's the wild like card and they yeah, so it was 18. But anyway, um but I, me and three of my kids are there and you know, we got a first round of food or whatever and then we got another round and then they wanted drinks and I was like, "Okay, we can spring for drinks." Well, four drinks was like $28, like four pops and it's just like Gee, even four pops is just like, what the hell, you know? But you you just, I didn't mind. It just like kind of hit me like you're paying for like, like I could feed all four of us at Subway for $28 and all we're getting are like these pops, but whatever. It's like you said, it's an, it's, you just accept it and don't worry about it too much.
1: Have you been to Subway lately?
0: Yeah, I was there a few weeks ago. It's, it's, Getting awfully pricey.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't. Know if, to feed one one person is like fourteen bucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we never get chips or drinks. Okay. We always just get sandwiches. But I know, like, when I bring my kids there, if I get something for me and my kids, mm-hmm. it's like thirty six dollars with right. tax and everything. So <clears throat> it's and it's not cheap, and like. Those the days of the, like the five dollar foot long, like right. pff, that's gone.
1: I used to frequent subway quite a bit for but for the last like two years maybe I rarely head in there and I don't know why. Like I'm not sure what changed but but I don't view it as the same now. I, I like view it as a place I wanna stay away from. How like coming? it's not like once again it's one of those th- things where where it's just like to me it's turned into like KFC where where's this going for, for some <laughs> reason like KFC I really really like but I haven't had it in years because I know it's bad for me but for some reason like Subway has rolled into that realm it's not
0: really bad for you. I mean I don't know like bread bread's a lot of carbs, the meat
1: crappy cold
0: cuts. Cold cuts, yeah. And I mean, bad bread with uh
1: yoga mat material in it. And
0: yoga mat material. Yeah. Oh, like some chemical or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'll eat a yoga but, mat if it tastes good.
1: But I don't know why like I mean I'm mean, it's fine. And I, I just wonder why they're losing out in popularity also. Well, the... There's all these closings. Yeah, and, the one
0: subway by, our, by my house closed, and that's been open for years.
1: Then the one by Strax here closed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. On 30
0: and 41, it, yeah. It's
1: like, what happened? Was it yeah. the pedophile charges on Jared?
0: That was so, like shocking to me Mm -hmm. not that i thought he was a good guy because he got because he was fat and then he wasn't and he walked a lot like it doesn't make him a good guy but just like i don't know it was just so like so shocking like what what right and man he's in he's in prison now right
1: yeah i think so
0: man he's he's got to be having a rough time
1: yeah i mean i don't uh, I don't really know where he, he is. He, or... he
0: can't be having a good time in prison. He, I bet he comes out and he's like 550 pounds. I wonder. Uh, he's probably not getting enough food to be able to do that. He probably hasn't eaten since he got there. Like People are just like, I'm taking your food. <laughs> 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 Fucking disgusting pedophile. <laughs> You're not eating today. Yeah, Jared. Ugh. But um, I don't know. Subway, like... I, I get your point, but like Subway's not in the same league as KFC. No, like it's not as bad. For My them as logic KFC. is flawed, and but I in do general. I do understand. <laughs> 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 I make no sense ever, very rarely. <laughs> but um, which is part of our charm. But um, I do. Have we talked about the deli before on here? I don't I think so. I can't. Okay, like. You mentioned cold cuts, mm. and like we we did talk about um, uh, Rob's meat market mm-hmm. in Dyer. So like, that's do they have like like can you get deli meat there? Do they yeah, have deli had meat?
1: A fucking boar's head.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but like, at it, it the local mire, Okay. Mm-hmm. Now maybe this is just because the the deli isn't staffed enough, mm-hmm. but like. You go in there on a Sunday afternoon. There's like 10 people waiting in line right. at the Meyer Deli. And people are waiting like 15-20 minutes. Uh-huh. It just drives me cr- like there's no better way to do this right. than to like have people wait there. So, okay, I want a pound of Meyer honey roasted turkey breast. Okay, she goes to the case, gets the pound, gets the huge chunk, goes slices it bags it up, puts it back, puts the remainder back in the case, gives you your meat, the next person comes, and if I want a pound of Meyer honey roasted turkey roast, she goes back and gets the same goddamn piece of meat she just had and then goes and cuts it again. Like, how inefficient is that? Maybe people... you Maybe nobody's ordering the same thing back to back, so maybe it's not that big of a deal. But it would still be better if they could somehow have like a pre-ordering system. Like the way it should work is everybody goes in there, you write down what you want, you come back later and it's already ready for you. Nobody's standing around waiting for it. But they can't do it that way because customers are idiots. Because they wouldn't write down what brand they want. They wouldn't write down how much they want. They wouldn't write down, you know, they would say, I want a pound of turkey breast. What brand? What, honey roasted or oven roasted, spicy, blah, 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 blah. So, like, they almost, y- you would almost need, like, a checkbox of, like, you know, people would have to check what they Oh, want. yeah.
1: That would be easy. Yeah.
0: And, like, put, you know, have everything that you have on a sheet of paper, let them check the box, how much they want, any special instructions, and leave it and come back later on. Mm-hmm. That's the way that they should do it. But right. that's, people, it just drives, like... And the thing that really drives me crazy is you're paying for shitty ass meat with like. It's not like you're paying for gourmet stuff for the most part. Right. You're paying for like fillers. It's a step above bar S. Mm-hmm. And you're st- standing there waiting. Like, if somebody told you you had to wait in line for bar S hot dogs, you'd be like, fuck you. I'm not waiting in line for that. But people just willingly do it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I, I've, as you can see, I'm not a deli person. So maybe I'm not the best person to comment on it, but. It just drives me crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's been years since I ordered from the Meyer Kelly. Yeah. I mean, used to, but... I mean. But,
0: like, maybe the maybe the solution to that is just to have, like, one or two more workers in there so people aren't waiting around forever mm-hmm. because, like, an, an authentic deli, like, I think of, like, when I would go to see my grandparents in New York when I was a kid mm-hmm. and my grandpa would always, he would go to the deli, like, all the time and I would go to the deli with him and we would just, like, stand there and he'd tell the deli guy what he wanted and that's, like, an authentic, like, New York deli, like, you know, and... So I have like fond memories of that, but like the Meyer deli, like and I don't understand, like just buy the packaged shit. Like if you're buying a pound of turkey breast, okay, right. that's only fresh for that day. Right. And after that, it's still just packaged shit. It's not freshly sliced anymore. Mm-hmm. It's been sitting around for a day. So you might as well just buy the packaged shit to begin with, save yourself two dollars a pound in fifteen minutes of time. Sp- spoken to somebody who eats zero del- deli meat so maybe i'm not the first pers- i don't know so if you want to make your case for why the deli makes sense whatever i don't i don't want to hear it if it makes sense it, it makes <laughs> sense <laughs> fine go ahead and do it but i'm um, just don't make me order your stupid deli meat if i'm delivering your groceries basically is what it comes down to well. all right um I thought, was there something else we were talking about vendors? Did we get off the, oh, no, there was one thing I wanted to say about vendors. About the, like, you know, I think they do better if they have, like, some, some sort of shtick. Like, if they're, like, singing a song. Oh, yeah. or, Like, when we went to California in 1990 when I was 12, and we went to an Angels game. And we sat in the left field seats, and this dude, the peanut vendor, would throw peanuts. And I'm talking, like, launch Fastball. peanuts. Like, yeah, in like, far away, too. You'd, you'd throw like, 15 rows up, 20 ch- seats down, you know, and just nail people with him like, right in their was hands. Was he a
1: washed-up prospect,
0: possibly? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he was. But, like, he would just... Was it MC Hammer? <laughs> he would just, like, <laughs> toss all of these and not even collect the money right then. And then, like, go back around and be like, okay, you owe me some money, you owe me some money. Really? Yeah. It was... I in like you know in 19, I was twelve years old. I right. thought it was the coolest thing. Like just this guy tossing peanuts and then coming back in a couple minutes to get the money. You know, it's a it was a very speaking of efficient very efficient right. way to do it because he's not walking around as much and everybody like you want to order peanuts just to see the guy toss them hundred right. feet to you. You know. Wow. So that was cool. But like the guy coming up with his own um, his own songs for the mm-hmm. like. My daughter plays softball, and it's, it's almost softball season. Like, we're getting ready to – she's already had one practice. But um, they softball is big, and, like, the, the girls do these cheers from the bench. Like, right. you know, when, when they're hitting. And <coughs> sometimes they do them in the field too, but it's usually when they're mm-hmm. hitting. And, it, it like, the first game of the season, all right, this is kind of cool. Like, oh, I like th- – but by, like, the third game, you're like, would you just come up with another cheer? Like, how many times do I have to hear this stupid cheer? And so I told my daughter, I was like, we're writing our own cheers this year. So before the season starts, we're going to sit down and like write a handful of cheers and teach them to the other players so like our team can have our own unique cheers. And everybody will be like, what the fuck is that? Where'd they get that? I've never heard that before. And you're like, no, you haven't heard it before because we just wrote it. <laughs> so we'll see how Did they goes.
1: yell them out? While play is happening,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. like while while the pitcher is pitching, mm-hmm. like, see, it's been it's been too long now. I can't remember any of them, but like, um, usually it's like either support for the hitter, mm-hmm. or it's like talking about how your team is better than the other team. Right. So, we'll 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 write some cheers and see how it goes. And I, what what I really want to do is get like a rhyming cheer where like the second line. Will end in a cuss word, but you don't actually say the cuss words. <laughs> like when everybody <laughs> hears it, like they think you're going to say like the F word or something, but you just don't say anything at all. <laughs> I want to get thrown out of the softball league. <laughs> <clears throat> Goals. All right. Um, let's see what's on my list here. I watched that Mark Marin special and. Uh, one of the things that he talked about was just very briefly and it. Yeah. I I think about this all the time. I think you and I might've even talked about this once where we live in a world now where we don't have to suffer with not knowing something like when we're talking and we can't remember something, it's like, all right, break out the phone and look it up, you know, but like, and that's such a new phenomenon because, like, if we were hanging out 20 years ago and we wanted to, like, remember, you know, like, what, I don't know, who played third base for the Cubs in 1992 or something. Mm-hmm. Like, we Steve Buschel. But, like, we would, <laughs> we wouldn't have to, like, get our phones to look that up, you know. Like, we would just not know, you know. And what he was talking about was, like, that, like, you know, you think about it for a second and then, like... All right, you just move on and like that's it. But then like um, the time of like waiting in line, because whenever you're waiting anywhere now, people have a phone. Mm-hmm. But like it used to be, you're just waiting in line and people are just standing there, and you never see that anymore. Um, what's the band that sings "The Walker"? Um, Fit, flow, fits 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 in the tantrums. Okay. Do you know that song? You you would know it. You know okay. it. But the video for it is just people waiting in line, and they're like in L.A. in this like long line, and it's hot, and they're just standing there like sweating their asses off. And it just strikes. Oh, it always strikes me as funny that like people are just standing there, and it's like a relatively new video, so it's not incredibly accurate if people aren't on their phone. But the, I think the only place this occurred to me a couple summers ago that people are. Standing around with no phones is, is, is at a water park.
1: Yeah, where do they put their phones in like lockers? It's in lockers and stuff,
0: yeah. So like when we go to Holiday World, some, some of the, the popular rides, you're waiting in line for like 45 minutes. And it's so weird just to see everybody standing there with no phones. People are talking, people are doing whatever because you watering. don't have your phones yeah god
1: damn what's this god
0: damn on. it let's get the fuck out of here how long does it take to get on that thing yeah
1: yeah today uh, uh this evening i was at the grocery store picking up a few items and uh and i was in the express lane and the people ahead of me had like 35 items, mm-hmm. like 10 packages of toilet paper, all this water. So, obviously, like, uh, um, preparing for a corona lockdown. Yeah. But this woman behind me kept muttering, like, <laughs> muttering. And over and over, and I turned around and, and looked at her and turned back around. and But she, she like... Went to the other line and muttered something. Came back mm-hmm. and then was muttering how there weren't enough cashiers up there and just. <laughs> I fucking hate people that mutter. Yeah, it, it's so irritating. Yeah, muttering oh oh. Oh, god damn I want to get oh god no oh what now (laughs) oh god why is this fucking line so long oh yeah it's
0: annoying I was in Meijer one time and this guy was um, just it was it was late-ish at night like 9.30 or something and this guy was just and it was packed, like, long lines. And this guy was just raging against the self-check lanes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not going to the self-check lanes. those That's how they're trying to get rid of people's jobs. And you shouldn't be going to the... And he's, like, yelling at customers who are going to self, the self-check lanes. And, like, I wanted... I didn't... Of course, I'm not going to, like, confront the guy because I don't really give a shit that much. But, right. like you're not eliminating jobs like you're just get letting yourself get out there early like if they didn't have the self-check lanes they're not going to add like two or three more cashiers to they're gonna, they have right. the cashiers they have and the self-check lanes are just bonus you know you're not eliminating any jobs at all by all right. not by having the self-check lanes it's just letting you get out of there faster and then when when he was satisfied with that he starts yelling at the cashier, is this a union store? Is this a union store? The guy gets on his phone to check to see if Meyer is a union store, finds out they're not a union store, leaves his buggy at the checkout and walks out. His wife is like down. She, she went to like pick <laughs> something else up. She, he, she comes back up and he's like, Whatever her name is, like, Mildred, we're getting out of here. This isn't a union store. I'm not shopping here. And he's starting he starts to walk out and she says, I gotta get groceries. I'm staying here. And she stood by the cart and the crazy old man walked out.
1: Right. Missed his uh, medication that
0: morning. <laughs> he, he was breakdown city, man. Like wow. That maybe he was just having a bad day, but he sounded like a crazy person. Right. Like, dude, chill out. Like the don't lay into the customers who are just trying to get the hell out of there. And don't lay into the cashiers. Like it's not, They're trying to do a job. You think they give a shit whether it's a union store or not? Like, No, they're trying to make a living. Leave them alone. The last thing they need is to deal with your dumb ass.
1: Where's Hoffa? Where's he at? <laughs>
0: right, right. I need him. Give me a break. Shut the hell up. All right. Um, here's... We, we talked about this a few years ago, and it's it's starting to... It's coming up soon, but The Summer of a Thousand Movies. Yes. This was a... I think it was just an advertising thing, right? That, like, Cinemax did? Yeah. Like, uh, in 93 or 94. Yeah, it
1: was early to mid-90s. Yeah, 90s.
0: yeah. So we talked about this a few years ago, and I... I loved it because it was summertime and like, you know, we're always obsessed with summer and the, um, so they would start advertising for it in like, you know, April or May or something. And they would be like, you know, coming the summer of a thousand movies. So that summer, I just remember being so excited, like, oh my God, they're showing a thousand movies. And just looking forward to it so much and like then identifying it with summer. And then the next year they did the summer of a thousand and one movies, like we gotta make it better. Let's let's add one more movie.
1: More movies, more better.
0: Yeah. Right. (laughs) So, um, but you and I are probably the only ones that even remember like the summer of a thousand movies, but is it because of, because you identify it with summer? Is that why it sticks out to Mm -hmm. you? Do yeah, you remember and, watching a lot
1: then um i tried to watch as many as possible but a lot of them were the like the b
0: right yeah b scale. the questionable movies mm-hmm. yeah yeah and um
1: then i would watch the like same one over and over so like right. like list wise i didn't make it real far
0: right well and that's the thing so of course, you know, I, I loved it back then. And then, so when I, you know, was 14 or 15 years old, and then, like, a few years ago, when I'm like 36, 37 years old, I'm like, I wonder what movies they showed. So I went online to check, and like thinking somebody else might be fascinated with the summer of a thousand movies. Like me. Out there, Nobody right? fucking cares. No, but I did find old. So I had to go and I found like old news articles that talked about it, okay. about the summer of a thousand <laughs> movies and like when it when it took place. So then at work, I went to the library and actually got TV guides from that year and went through and looked to see like. And my plan was, like, oh, I'm going to, like, make a spreadsheet of all of these movies. I'm going to track these down. I'm going to track these and see, like, like they were magical movies or something. Right. But, like, as I was like, they're just shit movies from the 80s, you know? Like, probably every movie that was released in the 80s, they put on for the summer of a thousand movies, you know? so
1: Did you um, track any of them? Did you, like write down like 50 of them and then you're like fuck this up. no
0: i i ended up not doing any of it um i i was i started doing it in when i started doing it it was like early 2015 mm-hmm. and then like shit just got I got i had other things right. to think about after that so priorities yeah priorities changed so um but they, but then the TV guides sat on my desk for, like, two years after that. I just didn't return them to the library because you can keep, like, uh, uh, renewing your...
1: Were there people looking for <laughs> See, that's the thing. That like, is... I had no recall requests okay. for, these,
0: for these TV guides from 25 years ago. But, um, yeah, so I, I never did anything with it, but it just...
1: Where's that goddamn TV guide from <laughs> June of 93?
0: <laughs> right. Well, what... Whatever. Gotta
1: find that article on Delta Burke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, one of the one of the issues I had was, and this will tell you whatever year it was, was uh, the last uh, Johnny Carson Tonight Show. It was his uh, the final episodes that he hosted it in, like May of ninety two or ninety three okay. or whenever it was. He was the cover story, but that what they said was the summer of a thousand movies was going to go from like Memorial Day to Labor Day okay but then like i did the math and like it's not even really possible like you could maybe have a thousand movies or maybe that's or maybe it was that it was more than a thousand movies i can't remember what yeah because they showed some of the same some of the movies more than once yeah so i was like what do you guys mean a thousand like you show it's not a thousand different movies that you're showing and you're not just playing like a thousand movies so what are you guys doing here but Really it was probably just a marketing thing and they weren't trying to be true to the more um, three
1: hundred movies on <laughs> repeat. <laughs> right. Which yeah. has Doesn't no have the flair. Same too, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they had to had to play a little fast and loose with it. But um, um and then, but so then, like the next summer was summer of a thousand and one movies. And but then, like the summer after that, I remember like being excited, like what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? And then I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they called it anything. Like just, just they just us.
1: <laughs> regular.
0: <laughs> it's just summer. Regular broadcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Speaking of summer, I was driving with my son the other day, and Black Hole Sun came
1: on. Oh, ye- oh. Did you leave it on?
0: I left it on because um, I was – were we driving or were we some – no, no, no. We weren't driving. We were at um, – I took them to Byway Brewery for dinner the other night. And we were sitting there and they – it came on plain. Like, um, and two of my kids, when we went in there and we were sitting, they were like, why is the music so loud? This place is too, they need to turn this, this place is cool, but the music's too loud. So, all right. They old men? Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) But, um, but it came on. So I told, and my son, Brian, who's the big music guy and knows Soundgarden a little bit. um, I told him, I said, this song I used to only listen to in the summer. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like if it, came on i would if it came on, i would start listening to it like the first day of summer break and then i wouldn't listen to it after the last day of summer break so if it came on like during the school year i wouldn't listen to it and he's like why <laughs> I had no explanation, like, why? I, said, I don't know, just because. What
1: if he just, like, looked up and said, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. what, what are you doing,
0: old man? <laughs> like, what, why, that's the stupidest thing, and I don't remember why. Like, I think, I must have heard it for the first time in this summer or something, or. Well,
1: from what I recall, you, you associated it with some, some, like, bad luck, I thought. Okay. And but I can't
0: remember I, I can't remember what, that bad what it was. Either. Is, but you
1: you thought this like real big jinx would happen.
0: Huh. Yeah, I but and I mean I there was a period last year when I would when I heard that song like 10 times in a week or something mm-hmm. like that, which right. was really odd. But I still, like, if I do hear it, I still most of the time will turn it off unless it's summer, even though I don't have a summer break anymore. I just
1: turn it off because I'm sick of it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It was good the first four million times you heard it.
1: That's a song, and there's hundreds of songs like this where it's a shame, too, because sonically it's a great song. Right. It's it's really awesome, but, I mean, I'm so sick of it yeah when i hear those like opening notes i'm like right. nope yep I'm, I'm still tired of it Yep. yeah give me something else well that's
0: how i was with the chili peppers for like oh yeah I, did, I, I would turn off the red hot chili peppers for like seven or eight years or something like that and only recently did i yeah kind of I accept them back
1: turn them off always yeah love them have all their albums, just but I'm just like nope, just I'm can't done. do it.
0: Yeah, um, are you excited about John Frusciante coming back?
1: Um, I don't care.
0: Yeah,
1: he's he's a great guitarist. He he <clears throat> he, he is why they're so huge. Right. Okay. Um, when he entered. They got huge when he left. They went down. Right. When he came back, they got even bigger. Yeah. When they left, they were still big, but kind of... So, I mean, I anticipate that they'll get huge. Yeah. Whether they weren't huge, but... Like, they're... I don't know. I just... Their music just doesn't excite me.
0: Yeah. At all. Anymore? No. Yeah.
1: You have to pay. Good
0: call. Good call.
1: With... John Freshante, I feel bad for Josh Klinghoffer or whatever the fuck is. Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Because I. From what I read, they just. I think they invited Freshante back, and I'm not really clear on who reached out to whom. I really don't know and it's not like I'm their fucking agent. But I think they got him back in and then said, hey, Josh, we don't really need you anymore. And he's plural one. Right, he's plural
0: one that was going to open for Pearl Jam. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, because I listened to a WTF episode with Josh. yeah, And he said that he saw for the past couple years that Flea and John Frusciante were like Hanging playing at, hanging out right. and playing together so it was kind of like the back in the back of his mind that like all right i might be like hitting the road here you know mm-hmm. but um and he said like the guys they just all called him called him in and said like all right you know we're gonna bring josh or john back so you're out of here and he said that like he was he wasn't surprised right but he was still like kind of like how can you do that? You right. know, like he hurt. He yeah. was hurt. He was hurt and like it's you know, disappointed, but but he said he saw the writing on the wall, you know, like if they're looking at somebody else and it's like an old, you know, somebody who was a vital part of what they were doing before and now that person's back, well, your days are kinda numbered, you know. Right. So I don't know. It's uh it's yep. the the dangers of being of replacing a vital part, a vital member of the band, mm-hmm. you know.
1: To me, I just don't see why they don't take breaks. Because it seemed... Like, it seemed... Like, I don't know if they end up having, like... Creative issues. Right. And Bruce Bruchante is just like, Okay, I've done this sing-songy shit for too long. i yeah. out of here. Mm-hmm. Then... Do the memories like come back? Does he have revisionist history? Like, right. Oh, yeah. Actually, it wasn't too fucking bad. Or yeah. is it, oh, shit. I just fucking blew all my cash. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right. I need to get back to the chili peppers yeah. so I can make some cash. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I was looking forward to seeing Plural One. I hope they're I hope sticking around when uh, whenever the tour goes back on. We'll see.
1: Like you will have to. I mean, he, he needs it. Yeah, even knows who the hell plural right, one is. Right, right.
0: Yeah, um, that
1: happens with Metallica. I know that you aren't a big Metallica fan, mm-hmm. but their old bassist Jason Newstead, who was in the band from uh, I think like '87 to '01 or '02. <clears throat> um, he'll periodically jump on stage with them mm-hmm. and then there are all these like rumors out there. right uh, and their bassist Robert Trio who's been with them since 03 like I wonder what he thinks if it's he like hears like obviously he's he's been on stage with him right actually. yeah if they don't think shit of it or he's like, oh, shit, man. He's, like, back. Yeah. Or, because <clears throat> they'll periodically post these uh, throwback pictures mm-hmm. on a Thursday on Twitter or whatever yeah. from the, like, 80s. And then afterwards, if you follow them, um, there will be these, like... <laughs> news rumor articles oh yeah there's a photo with with jason (laughs) is he coming back and it's like okay if you like look at all these past pictures
0: total just clickbait bullshit there's
1: a large chunk of time where this guy was in the band right yeah
0: yeah Jeez. i don't know um the uh the whole like Coming back thing, like, do you think Matt Cameron is worried that like Matt Cruzan is coming, <laughs> or right, Dave, Dave Right. <laughs> Pearl the Jam. For per- those of you who don't know, Pearl Jam went through like five different drummers, I mm-hmm. think, in their yeah. first eight years, and now I've had the same one for like twenty-two years. So I don't think. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't think, think. I think Matt Cameron's pretty solid in there.
1: <laughs> the only one he should quote unquote Jack Irons sweat is Jack, Jack Irons, Irons because he'll yeah. join join them right. periodically, but yeah, but really. Yeah,
0: Jack Irons from the Chili Peppers, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and and Matt Cameron from Soundgarden. Mm -hmm. What I mean, Jack Irons is in two of the biggest bands ever. Yeah, Matt Cameron is in two of the biggest bands Mm -hmm. ever. That's just and
1: um, (laughs) Matt. Cameron gave Jack Irons the tape.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's right. Yeah. That's weird. It's that whole like thing is. It's just you know. I. I saw one time. I'm sure you've seen it too. The like family tree of like Seattle like Mm -hmm. bands and stuff and like how they're all related, you know, you all, you have the same like 50 guys or right. whatever that are responsible for like all of these different bands. It's just interesting. You it know, is it, it how is. it all comes together. And the fact that like Pearl Jam has been able to be around for 30 years and like the same, you know, essentially four guys and then Matt Cameron for a, a big part of it too. Right. is just like super crazy. It's so, hard. Yeah.
1: I mean, especially in a band that's that
0: huge. Right. Um, but then decided basically like, okay, we're going to back away a little bit. Right. And like...
1: and what helps um, is that they all have side projects. Right, yeah. So to, to get their like, they all have egos. Right. They all want to bring a different sound that may, uh, may not be Pearl Jam and... When that happens, feelings get hurt. Yeah. Like I'm sure. So at some point years ago they have said, Okay, let's just do our own shit. And that's what bands should Mm -hmm. do. Like take chunks of time off, get it out of your system, because usually it fucking sucks anyway. Yeah. But as an artist, you're that creative outlets there.
0: Right. An exception to the suckage is Brad the band Brad yeah. Stone Side Project Brad, Brad and Sean's or Stone Stone Gossard Gossard Sean Smith Jeremy Toback some other guys mm-hmm. Welcome to Discovery Park by Brad yeah. is like one of my favorite albums ever it's like fantastic just from beginning to end it's just yeah. like Jeff's
1: <clears throat> most recent solo album I heard I don't want to say Oh so, did he do a solo one? Yeah. I didn't even
0: know he did a solo yeah. one
1: it doesn't suck. It's just like, okay, whatever. Right. Just
0: well, my get pro- it out of your s- Yeah, I mean, my problem is whenever I listen to their stuff outside of Pearl Jam, I'm I'm expecting to hear Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. You know? And right. but, but like with Brad, like they're nothing like Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Like Sean Smith's voice is nothing like... Is that his name, Sean Smith? Sean... Uh, yeah. I think that's I think right. So. Um, like it's nothing like... They don't sound anything like Pearl Jam. They're much softer and much more mellow much more but it's fantastic and that's one of the albums that I, i'll listen to like front to back all the time um so well speaking of side projects it's a it's a little bit different do you know who richard bachman does that mean anything to you
1: like bachman turner overdrive okay
0: no but that's the source of it okay so i i i've known about this for years and Listeners might know. But Richard Bachman was the pen name, the pseudonym that Stephen King used. Okay. I found this this uh, article about this today. Um, and, yeah, how, known alias, how Stephen King was outed as Richard Bachman. So, by the late 70s, Steve, he, was, he was an established writer. He'd already written, like, Carrie and The Shining and something else. And, um was like raking in the dough and they'd already made Carrie into a movie and maybe The Shining into a movie had been optioned already. And his publisher said, like, you're writing too much. Like, you can't publish as many books as you want to publish because you're going to dilute your sales and you're just going to, like, cannibalize your sales and not sell as many as you think. So he comes up with the idea of, okay, I'm going to, I'll just write these books under a pseudonym. So he writes books and he goes to his paperback publisher and says, hey, publish these under Guy Pillsbury (laughs) is the name that he chooses, (laughs) which I think is a pretty fantastic name. But for some reason they couldn't use it. I don't know. I don't know why. But... um, Oh, because somebody somebody caught on to it, like, right away, that Guy Pillsbury was Stephen King. So he said, okay, well, then just call it... Um, and he was listening to Bachman-Turner Overdrive, and he, and he had some book by Richard somebody on his... So he's like, all right, just call it R- Richard Bachman. So he released this Richard Bachman book, and then he released a few more Richard Bachman books. And I think The Stand was... When the when the stand, I think it, I think the stand was a Richard Bachman book, had just come out, and this bookseller in DC had read all of these Richard Bachman books, which sold like crap because there there was no publicity behind them, <laughs> and they were like the publisher was keeping Richard Bachman like you know tight tight fist, you know they didn't want people to know who it was, like not even the CEO of the publisher knew, like very few people knew. So they weren't putting a lot of publicity into it. So the books weren't selling. But a bookseller in D.C., like five years into this, picked up, I think it was The Stand, and read it and said, like, this? Okay, The Running Man Mm -hmm. was a Richard Bachman book. Uh, This book called Rage about a school shooter was a Richard Bachman book. But um, uh, so this bookseller reads these books over course of years and, and thinks these are these sound a lot like Stephen King. And he thinks it so much that he takes the time to go to the US Patent Office and check on the copyrights, who owns the copyrights to these books, and finds that Stephen King's agent holds three of the copyrights and Stephen King himself owns the first copyright. So he puts it all together and realizes that it's Stephen King. Writes a letter to Stephen King's agent and says, I know Richard Bachman is Stephen King. Like, I don't want to out him. But like, (laughs) but in the article, like, it wasn't clear what he was looking for because he was like, I don't want to out him. But what should I do about it? What do you mean? You should keep your fucking mouth shut. That's what you should do about it. Like, don't tell anybody that, you know, that this is a threat. Right. Like, what should I do about it? I, here, here's a million dollars. Keep your, Did you think that's what he was going to say? Like, right. what do you mean, what should you do about it? Just shut up. OK, yes, I'll send you a free book every year or whatever. You know, what, what do you mean? What should you do about it? But the letter got to Stephen King. So Stephen King calls in and he says, all right, I know, you know, I'm Richard Bachman. I know I'm Richard Bachman. Let's talk about it. So then they just decide, okay, so Stephen King just decides, okay, I'm Richard Bachman. And he tells everybody, like, yeah, I'm Richard Bachman. No surprise, Richard Bachman books through the roof, you know, because everybody's like, yeah, this is Stephen King. And then, uh, you know, he can just go and write as many books as he wants as Stephen King sometimes, like, two or three a year, and, like, it's never a problem for him. He just sells however many he wants. But just the idea that they would tell him, like, no, you can't have that many books. Right. And...
1: Like, it makes sense, marketing-wise, revenue-wise. Yeah. No, I But not if you're that. not going to
0: promote the Richard Bachman books. I mean, the, the yeah, guy's been writing... That's cons- what's odd. Right, the guy's been con- writing consistently for decades, you know. And, and I, mean, I mean, not at that point. Maybe but, a
1: person would have found it out after two years. Right. Rather than five years. Right, right. So, when... His... When like the stand and running man are, are they're in the movies obviously. Mm-hmm. Are they based on does it say based on novel by Richard Bachman or Well, I think
0: by the time the, time the movies were made they it was revealed. Oh was I, okay. but I, I think it might still say it might still say Richard Bachman because you can still find those books published under Richard Bachman. Okay. And they but they did put together maybe it wasn't the stand. I can't remember because The Stand is a really big book yeah. and they put all four of the Richard Bachman books together in like one one volume and for that to be The Stand, I mean The Stand, they said in this article that I read that he turned when he turned in The Stand it was 1150 pages mm-hmm. and they were like we can't publish that and he right. cut it back to 750 which is still like a gigantic book.
1: What happened with the other 400 pages?
0: Who knows? Cutting room floor, man. Probably got rid of a character or something or a storyline or something. I don't know. I've right. never read it. I don't know. But he, he, I, I read he's got this great book called On Writing that he wrote in, like, 99 about his writing process. First half is about his life. Second half is about his writing process. And he says that after his first draft, he always cuts 10 to 15%. The first draft is just the first draft and then after that he just dices it up. Right. So does he
1: have a like like editor?
0: He has an editor, yeah. He won't have a ghostwriter, but he has an editor. So everything that he writes is actually him.
1: Have you read any Stephen King books? I actually have not. Zero. Man. I don't know why. It's one of those I I have never read a Stephen King book. I haven't ever seen Terminator 2. I mean, there's just like all this shit out there that one. Terminator 2, yeah. That's it. That a normal person has seen or read or whatever.
0: Your you're, you're gauge you. of a normal person is whether they've seen Terminator 2. Well,
1: I mean, when I tell people I
0: haven't watched it, they're like, what the fuck? I did watch it. I don't remember anything about it, though. It's a
1: huge movie back
0: then. The only thing, the thing that I remember. Jurassic Park I haven't ever seen. Oh shit, you haven't? I didn't there you go. Well see, I didn't I I, just as I was saying that, I didn't see Jurassic Park until probably like seven or eight years ago. And like I only saw it because my kid my sons were into dinosaurs at the time. So we watched Jurassic Park and it's one of the movies that we go back and watch. We watch Jaws every year and we watch Jurassic Park every year and it never gets old. It's so good. You should watch it. I'm sure it's awesome. Yeah. Put, put it on the list. I will. Did you watch The Last Detail or Terms of Endearment? Not yet. All right. Well, I watched um, The King of Marvin Gardens. And? Don't watch it. Okay. I mean, it's it's good. I liked it. But you really have to... Like, I had to stick it out a little okay. bit. Like, it's... I, I always say, like, oh, I always, you know, I like pretty much every movie. I, I only watched this. I only finished this because it had Bruce Dern and Jack Nicholson in right. it. Like, it was, it was pretty slow. But I was glad I watched it. It's, it's fine. Um, all right. So coronavirus is going hot and heavy.
1: Is it? What's that? Because it's hyped, I haven't heard of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's everywhere. It impacted us. Pearl Jam postponed their tour, we found out, um, what, Monday, I think? Yeah, Yeah. Monday night. Mm -hmm. So no shows until uh, further notice, which after we – we had stopped recording, and like a minute after that, you would ask me whether I was worried. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I told you, yeah, and then it comes to fruition 24 hours later. It's a smart choice. I mean, yeah, so. yeah.
0: It's the right choice, but, yeah. you know, I'm really glad I spent $200 to get those expedited passports. That's there you go. Wise, wise call there, Brett. That was... But you have the passports. But I have the passports. Yeah. But I mean, they're probably not going to reschedule them until this time next year, I would think, because in the fall, I'm sure they're planning like a different leg of the tour. In the summer, they're going to the to Europe. Are they? Well, they're supposed to. I mean, all those shows are lined up. Right. Whether they go or not, who knows? Yeah. But like. I th- yeah. I is thought, that what you're thinking, or no?
1: I don't know. I thought they would be.
0: Unless they just do a gargantuan, like, September, October, November tour.
1: Yeah. But if those rumors that the second leg of a fall tour were were happening, they can't move those out. So, I mean, right. you're, like, at least. You'd have to add it on. You were at least looking at January. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, think so.
0: So. I, I think it, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we have to wait a, a year. Right. And, and, like, you know, we were going to the Hamilton, Ontario show. My son and I were going to the Hamilton, Ontario show because it was spring break. Right. Like, the chances of it landing on a time that we can actually drive up to Hamilton to go to the show, like, yeah.
1: Well, it's Pearl Jam, so, I mean, it's always a good time. <laughs>
0: right. I just hope that they that they – release the dates early enough so we can like conserve you know his ditch days for school in time to drive up there and you know he's not ditching for something else before because i let him stay home from school a few days a year sure. but like yeah i mean
1: <clears throat> when you think about it to reschedule a big show
0: it's, or big yeah.
1: anything the complications are it, right i'm sure these shows were scheduled at least last year yeah probably. at least at a minimum and to like move them around, it's. We were talking. Uh, earlier about. Um, um, rescheduling baseball and, mm-hmm. you know, to reschedule to uh, reschedule one baseball game is relatively easy. Yeah. To reschedule mm-hmm. a tour. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and like it's it, – I can't – I would love to know – I mean I can imagine the amount of work that goes into that. It's
1: pretty fascinating. You know, I
0: like think. to load in a show and get everything going and load out and right. it just – I, and, can't, I um, can't imagine. There were
1: people with the uh, basketball tournament, there were people saying, hey, why don't you just move it to June? Well – they're playing at arenas, which are probably booked for other shit. Right. The students probably can't play past a certain time right. because of NCAA rules. It's, right. Yeah, it's not just yeah. moving it's the not fucking as simple family a reunion from <laughs> right. March to June. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's yeah. not that easy. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Right. So,
0: um, so I was glad that I was – I thought that I got the non-refundable room for – for Hamilton, but it turned out that I bought the refundable one. So that worked out fine.
1: Yes. Uh, I have to check our St. Louis room. Yeah. Actually.
0: Yeah. I, I, that was my first, well, my first thought was the passports and then my second thought was the room. So I got, I got that canceled. And then like, I was going to take three days off for spring break and now mm-hmm. like we're not doing anything. So I was like, maybe we'll just, cause it's just going to be me and Brian, mm-hmm. and um elizabeth won't want to drive far anywhere so i thought maybe we'll just drive to arizona for a couple of days like just two days out there spend a day or two and then drive back like the road trip is the fun of it i'm thinking about it i don't know we'll see I don't know if Brian would be up for it. I don't know if I'd be up for it. Like it's a long drive it's for one day. 26 hours. But if you think of it like the whole thing is being the vacation, like right. you're basically like a five-day vacation, two days out there, one day there, two days back for two people. I don't know. It'd be fun.
1: Can drive to uh,
0: – I don't know. That's the, that's That's what I get into every single spring break is like usually it's i have the three kids so it's like okay i we're not going to fly anywhere because that's a shit ton of money for four people right and like so i want to drive somewhere but i want to maximize time i don't want to spend a ton of time but i want to get somewhere warm that was my problem with going like spring break i'm going to freaking canada like what sense does that make so in that way but still like it's my 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 go-to is always just like get straight just go straight south and try to get to the ocean
1: go to Atlanta Atlanta or Charleston
0: yeah it's yeah it's sometimes not warm enough there though that's why I want that's why I was so big on going to Dallas and Austin last year like it was really nice mm-hmm. it was really nice when we went down there but um I don't know I don't know what we'll do. But it, I kind of You're feel to like Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro, yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. What the fucks in Murfreesboro? I don't know. Galveston, we, Texas. We we went we went to school with a kid who moved from Murfreesboro. Okay, I don't remember who. I don't remember his name. I remember his southern accent though. Big tall kid, like seventh grade, and then he was there after that. Any anybody who went to school with us, you probably remember who I'm talking about. I don't remember the kid's name. I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't matter. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. See if we end up going. My, my one son is going to Florida for spring break, and that isn't canceled. We're, I keep worrying that they're going to cancel it. but
1: Disney World?
0: Disney World with orchestra. So, he's going to be gone, like, almost the entire week.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see it being canceled i don't know I
0: mean, well his orchestra teacher said today that even if they cancel school he's taking them to disney world so it's cool and i think i mean they're going through a travel company so i would imagine the travel company doesn't really want to cancel it so it seems like unless the like school board says like no you guys aren't going
1: or or if, Florida says.
0: Yeah, Florida says, no, we can't let anybody else in. Yeah. But um, so I don't know. I hope hope he gets to go because, I mean, he's been looking forward to this since August, you know. So hopefully it doesn't get canceled and ruin his spring break.
1: Now, were you washing your hands more or... Yeah, touching your face. Anymore. I could
0: not fucking... con. I could not possibly wash my hands more than I used to wash my hands. The whole face touching thing, I... No. I, I don't stop it. I'm right. constantly... I don't... I read it the other day about, like, don't touch your face. And since then, I've been conscious of touching my face. And I'm surprised by how often I do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't try to stop. No. I mean, I have... I'm surrounded by hand sanitizer and I wash my face, my, my hands all the time. So... If I get it, I get it.
1: I'm shocked at the like sudden realization with hygiene. What uh, the why did nine people doing before? No and shit. We talked about yes, this. episode or, one yes. or
0: two or something. Like, come on, people like why 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 do you guys why does it take what do you mean i gotta start washing my hands yeah why does it take a pandemic with the w (laughs) with which the who called it today like why does a pandemic it take a pandemic to convince people oh maybe i should wash my hand yeah no shit you should wash your hands like common sense like Is this like the 1700s or you want us to, should we bleed the humors out to get the disease out (laughs) of you too or what? Mike, come on. Wash your hands, people. Anyway, anyway,
1: whether there is coronavirus, swine flu, SARS, the flu, Ebola, E. coli, I can wash your hands anyway, yes. Okay, if you walk outside and you're fucking around in your yard before you come back in and have that, that uh, laying ice filled water, wash your hands,
0: wash your hands. And if you're worried because it's winter and your hands get dry, go to the store, pay the 11 or 12 for a good bottle of Eucerin intensive repair lotion. Put that shit on every morning and maybe in the evening and in the afternoon. Put it on all the time and your hands will be fine. Mine are a little bit dry right now. You don't have to use
1: hot water either. You don't have have to use burning hot water. I mean, it's the friction that washes your hands. Right. Not the temperature of the water. Right.
0: So... Anyway, wash your hands, save a life. We need listeners. We can't have any of our listeners dying.
1: Right. And uh, I mean, we're
0: probably preaching to the choir here, though, because if they're listening to us, they're obviously geniuses already, right. so they're probably already washing their hands. Yeah. I and if they so. listen to episode one, they know that they should be washing their hands. Or episode two, I don't know. Regardless. We've covered so much shit. I don't even know what we're... What, how much how much do you guys have to thank us for that we've educated you on?
1: I want... Um, we haven't repeated a topic, have we? I don't think so.
0: I don't think so. I mean, we've thrown back a little bit and, like, we've touched on things a little bit. Referenced. things, earlier, but, like... yeah, shows, but... Yeah, I don't know. And if we do, I mean, we say things so entertainingly. I know. What it, and you know, they're getting it for free, so... Be happy. Yes. All right. I think that'll do it for this one. We made it through episode... Twenty-two, I think this is.
1: Twenty-two. We're keeping it up strong. We're,
0: we're getting there. A couple more episodes, and if if you have listened to all of them through a couple more episodes, you will have spent an entire day of your life listening to the More Later podcast.
1: What do you, th- what do you think about that? Yeah, what
0: do you think about that? Twenty-four hours of your life listening to me and Brian talk. Yes. It's 24 hours you'll never get back.
1: Twenty-four hours of hearing how laying ice is so awesome and by now you should have at least tried it Has anybody tried it at least at least (laughs) one person said okay this idiot talks about laying ice (laughs) so much i'm gonna actually buy a bag and see what all the hype is because i want to make my drink happy and i want to make my mouth happy and i'm gonna buy laying ice
0: there's no better way to do it no All right. Well, I hope that we've made your ears happy and maybe your brain happy and uh, maybe your heart happy. I don't know. Whatever. What makes a heart happy? Um, Anyway, thanks for listening and uh, come back in a few days and we'll have another episode. Bye.